Welcome all you Plus 2 Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus 2 Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, and before we get to our fantastic episode with Jeff Stormer, I have to tell you about a bunch of announcements. First off, my apologies for this episode coming out late. The computer that I use to record this podcast is a piece of garbage that I need to stop using, and I'm using it currently, and I hate it, so I hate you, computer. I hate you. Uh, Also, a special thank you goes out to all the people that reached out after the solo episode that dropped last week came out. It was really great to talk to you you guys about a variety of topics. It was awesome to have a bunch of people reach out and say that they enjoyed the episode. You know, things were kind of rough that day for uh, Plus Two Comedy, so I'm glad that you guys were still able to enjoy the podcast, and thank you guys so much for reaching out. Uh, And finally... uh, This episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is recorded in my living room because we are still looking for a new location for the podcast. As a result, Will is on his worst behavior. He does nothing but swear and touch microphone cables. As a result, I had to cut a bunch out of the show. So if you hear any weird edits, uh, it's Will's fault. So please tweet at Will and let him know how annoyed you are. And now, without any further ado, take it away... Kirby Crack. We're on the road, we're going home to the place where wild nerds roam with pretty girls and dudes and kids. Going to cons is our escape. It's like make up a beach in a star-filled sky where you can meet all your heroes and none of them fight. On the road, we're going home. Who's ready for a podcast? Cricket noises there. All right. Well, let me tell you who who's here to do other things is currently being annoyed by a podcast. That's this is the Plus Two Comedy <laughs> Podcast coming to you live from my living room. That's three thirty. Actually, you know what? Let's yeah. not give, let's not give out the address this time. <laughs> let's not do this. I'm your host, as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, and I am joined by the Sega Genesis to my PlayStation Four, Mister Will Liam. How you doing, Will? A lot of ways that he could go with that. Yeah, because can't you now download most of my library onto you? Yeah, yeah. Isn't Not something I'd spend now? money on. <laughs> oh, it's good to know. <laughs> How you doing, Will? I'm reading. I'm going through the books that are underneath your coffee table. Uh, there's a lot of stuff under there. It is. Batteries. A lot of cool shit down here. <laughs> hey, hey, just because we're no longer in a store doesn't mean I'm that so we're suddenly an, now, a not-safe-for-work podcast. Mm. I'm We're, gonna, I'm gonna curse. <laughs> Great, more, more post production work for me. Our guests this week, and and until we find a new place, are people that I'm comfortable with having in my home. <laughs> oh, you made the list! I made the list. We did it. We did it. Uh, he's been on the podcast before, but he also has a a newer podcast uh, called All My Fantasy Children. Give it up for Jeff Stormer. Woo! Yeah, I just clap for myself. Yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, so, Jeff, we do still have icebreaker questions. Uh, this one, I remember it. Uh, our our uh, previous guest, Brian, asks, when playing a board game, what color do you pick? I usually go for maybe a green. Go with a green? Green or red, Christmas colors. Uh, yeah. If orange is available, if it's something weird like an orange is available, I'll go for that. That's good. That's good. I usually go with poop brown. If poop, poop brown, brown is, is on the table, yeah. Well, that's what I, I mean by like. A, there's brown. a weird color. Yeah, like that weird yellow you find in like, like older like, board games, like the pea yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pea yeah. yellow. 
Yeah. Also, I like white. Or like anytime a, they have white, I think it's fun. A lot of racial joke opportunity <laughs> yeah, there exactly. when you get the white piece in Or uh, like a like a purple. If there's a purple available, I'll, go, I'll gravitate good. for that. Yeah. It I depends like I, how I want to play. If there's a red, if I want to be aggressive, I'll take a red piece. I feel like yeah. I actually lied when I said I'd take the red because everybody goes for the red and I'm, I'm yeah. usually like, I well, hold back. Well, if you're back. playing Clue, you get to go first. That's true. Because Scarlet always goes first, which mm. is always the first argument of Clue. Is oh. <laughs> who will be uh, Miss Scarlet and get to go first? Yeah, what if you don't have enough people? What if no one wants to be Miss Scarlet? Then you can't play. Oh, wow. <laughs> the, game I didn't ju- know that. the game just never starts. Huh. Yeah, it's just Colonel Mustard <laughs> and Miss Peacock and Miss White just hanging just out. No one gets away with murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole thing. It's, it's, a, it's a big problem. Uh, I just had a bunch of issues with the the storyline of Clue coming to my head and realize we've already talked about this on the Have show. we? Yeah, we had uh uh I don't remember any minutes on the show. They do uh guess who? The live guess who. Oh well we had uh Brian Durkins on the yes. show from Full Belly Laughs. And he talked about Clue. We talked about the expanded clue universe. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Body. And why there isn't a goddamn police officer there. <laughs> You know, forty-two percent of mur- uh, unsolved murders are because nobody picked Miss Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's an epidemic in yeah. America. A hundred percent of murders that have been solved have had Miss Scarlet at the scene. Yeah, the other fifty-eight percent is because Mom said dinner was ready. We playing. <laughs> or you tried to play with only two people, and it turns out it doesn't. I had work. that joke immediately, and it took me a couple seconds to figure out what the math would be. <laughs> <laughs> Math is difficult. That's understand. Uh, so I think the ice is sufficiently broken. I feel, I feel it's pretty easy to break the ice with people I know. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty good. Uh, so Jeff, uh, tell us about all your fantasy children. Yeah, or um, all my fantasy children. The well, fantasy I mean, children well, they're, that you they're own. All, they're all my fantasy children. So saying all your fantasy children is accurate. Yeah, because right. they're not your fantasy children. No, no. I mean, they true. can be technically. Um, so yeah, it's a show where Aaron Catano and I take uh, listener prompts from Twitter, Gmail, Facebook, wherever mm-hmm. we can be reached, and we turn them into role-playing game characters. We roll them up with a variety of systems, mm-hmm. we roll on some tables, we tell some stories. It's fun. It's a good time. So so what are some of your, your best characters? Uh, one of my favorites is, his name is Craig Hasterberg, alias right. Wizard. Alias Wizard? His, his stage name was Wizard. A.K.A. Spelled oh. W-Y-Z-Z-A-R-D-D. Because the prompt was a bard that thinks he is a wizard. Okay, I like this. So we decided, like this that, we decided that as he is a bard, wizard had to be his stage name. <laughs> okay. So, by, so technically he is a wizard in that it, it's his Yeah, so wizard is a, an insult prop comic. He does uh, insult okay. comedy using props, all of which are vegetables. Hmm. All right, all right. His um, at this point, he's a vegetable insult comic. Yeah, he's a vegetable insult prop comic. Yeah. Now, you don't need the word prop anymore. Yeah, the vegetables just a better term. Well, to sometimes he him. uses non-vegetable things. You just said he uses vegetables yeah, exclusively, like ninety percent vegetables. Most okay. All right. At which point he'll take a carrot and he'll sort of wave it in front of his nether region mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. go like that. What don't is, grow on a tree. What would you consider a tomato? Because that's a, a comedy staple, but... That is a comedy staple. That's a good question. All right, thank you. <laughs> no answer. <laughs> Hold on, I can channel my inner wizard, because wizard is based on a lot of my feelings of myself as an entertainer. <laughs> um, doesn't matter. Gentlemen, if it gets, if it the gets a laugh, I'll use it. It don't matter. Uh, right. <laughs> the comedy stylings of wizard. 
Yeah, so he is um, a, a vegetable and sort of related farm goods related <laughs> pr- insult prop comic, right? Who uh, eventually goes on to found an uh, an organization, a great library called Fantasy Reddit. <laughs> Fantasy Reddit. Fantasy Reddit. Okay, where uh, you know anything's true. You, <laughs> you have to go any any of the world's knowledge can be found in fantasy reddit but there's a solid chance as you go from room to room that somebody's gonna grab you and be like hey you want to hear a conspiracy theory <laughs> I, like I hate it. wizard a lot but you i do. love him <laughs> but you also said you are him i parts of me are him and it hurts it hurts <laughs> me i have to live in constant vigilance to make sure that i am not wizard okay all right that makes sense that makes sense and you do a variety of systems, so it's yeah, not just yeah, like yeah. D&D. We've done uh, D&D, we've done Middle-Earth role-playing, which is a very strange role-playing game from the early or to mid-90s, mm-hmm. set in the Lord of the Rings universe, uh, like Cyberpunk 2020, which use a lot of systems that have weird tables to roll on, <laughs> Okay, because that's really the most fun, is when we're creating a character and we're like, hold on, we need to roll on this table. Oh my god, it turns out he has a kid that we didn't know about. <laughs> oh no. Oh jeez. <laughs> That's a whole new element. That's awesome. <laughs> so where can we find this podcast? Uh, it's on soundcloud.com slash allmyfantasychildren. All right. You can also tweet at us at amfc underscore podcast uh, on Facebook and Gmail, allmyfantasychildren at Gmail. Those okay. are the places that we get prompts from, and we are always looking for prompts because though that is how we make the show. Okay. The show doesn't work if we don't get prompts. All right. Let's, let's, let's do some prompts, Will. Uh, no, no, these are mine. <laughs> no, come I on. spend a lot of my time coming up with uh, role-playing characters. Well, ideas. don't give them one of your solid gold ones. <sighs> and usually they're just fictional characters that well, already here, let exist. Well, here, let me ask the both of you. Who's the last D&D character you played? The last D&D character I've ever played. Uh, like, sum I, them up in a know, sentence. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've ever actually played straight-up D&D. I've always played either a different system or, like, adjusted D&D. All right. <laughs> like, let me, for, let me, for let me ask fun. you. Putting aside things that we've played on Party of One, <laughs> what is the last role-playing game character you played? Oh, that would be uh, the Ghostbuster that I also uh, played yeah. with you. <laughs> Did we play a Ghostbusters game? Yeah, at uh, at. Uh, oh Bitcoin. yeah, that's right. I forgot that we played Ghostbusters. <laughs> Whose name together. I don't remember. I think you are skipping over one of the greatest characters I've ever seen created, and that's Nathan Graves. Oh, Nathan Graves. Nathan Graves wasn't the last one that I played, but uh, Nathan Graves is uh, the world's most depressing Hufflepuff. Okay. And uh, he comes from a long line of dead wizards. All right. Uh, He is 16 years old and the oldest member of his family. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm trying to remember any of the ones I did. So... Uh, well, that's that's actually plenty to come up with it. So, well, so, anytime anytime you meet Nathan, uh, Nathan would explain how one of his relatives died. Like, <laughs> Excellent. Just, just as his like opening conversation, like yeah, the day I was born, uh, my father came in to cut the cord <laughs> and uh, slipped on a puddle and ended up falling, and the umbilical cord wrapped around his throat. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. so. I never really knew my dad. That's excellent. <laughs> It got to the point when I did this with Will that Will was trying to introduce me to more people, so I'd have to come up with something more awful to say. That's amazing. So the way that the podcast works is we take that, and then we start asking questions of like, why does everybody in his family keep dying? Maybe he's haunted. Maybe it's a curse. Is it a curse? And then like we're like, okay, that's cool. Let's, Let's run with this. And then we kind of come up with like stories around that. We're like, okay, hear me out. 
What if it was a curse? And what if he has to be the one to break the curse? What if that's his quest? Okay. All right. And then yeah, we roll on some tables question. and it's like, all right, what's his great flaw? Turns out he's a murderer. It was a murder curse. There's <laughs> <laughs> curses that I'm actually the one killing all of yeah. my family. Oh, man. Nathan so Graves is going to take that very well. He has to quell his own murderous urges. That's him <laughs> curing his curse. That's all right. That's all right. That's cool. I could dig that. Uh, what about you, Will? What's the last character uh, you did? My, the last character I played was Dungeons and Dragons. It was a, are you are you super familiar with Dungeons and Dragons? I've heard of it. You've heard of it. That's <laughs> the what? game. That's Satan's game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. Uh, I just reread those comics. You ever see those comics? Yeah. He died. Hmm? Who died? Jack Chick. Oh yeah, the guy that wrote. the guy that wrote those. He died. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> Satan took him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they finally got him for mocking D and D. Teach you, yeah. Uh, it, it was set in Eberron, and I was a changeling. Changelings are uh, doppelgangers have sex with regular people, and they make a changeling. And you can shape shift. And I played a bard. I was very charismatic, and uh, the DM to fuck with me. We had kind of established a backstory that I was. I think they lived for a long time too, so I was old. And every time we went to a noble person's house, if they found out who I was, uh, they were mad at me because I had their spouse. All right, I'm into that. And uh, he was, he's just like a shapeshifter and he's pansexual, so it wasn't, it was like men, women, right, the wives right, would be right. mad, the husbands would be mad. And that was just the ongoing joke as I angered. I find that I do not enjoy role playing with people who do not give their characters quirks. I, I like, yeah, I feel you gotta like, have a problem. I feel yeah. like quirks and problem, like that's good, that's good material to give the GM, that's good material mm. to give yourself, like that, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. Because we we played uh, D and D, me and Will played with Vegas, <laughs> and uh, Ve- Vegas had spent time to write like <laughs> a very great, like strong story for me and Will to play, and uh, Will was in jail, and I was like breaking him out of prison was like the start of it, and I was like, oh okay, cool. So I break him out of prison. And I immediately go, I got a scheme. We're going to rob a casino. <laughs> and I like I created this whole like other thing we were going to do. I started in Vegas a gambling just... racket. <laughs> no, no, we, we, we tried to, uh, we m- ended up managing a fighter of some sort. Yeah, you, to, and that was, just, that was just the cover to get into this whatever, casino, whatever. And then I started an illegal gambling racket around the fights. Yeah. Because why not make money while we're waiting to rob the <laughs> casino? I'm a thousand percent into this. Yeah. I want to play this game yesterday. <laughs> I've played a lot of scheming uh, con men yeah. in my role-playing yeah. career. Because, like, we never saw combat the entire no, campaign. No, it was just it. us, like, you know, it was a lot of, like, you know, check your charisma. You guys are super full <laughs> of charisma. <laughs> Because I believe you played like a spellcaster for like. I was a bard. F- yeah, and I do that a lot. Oh, do you? I thought that wasn't your your bag usually. No, I usually me, me and Vegas used to talk about this because Vegas frequently will play uh, big, tall, barbarian like people, and I will frequently play Vegas like bard people. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> uh, and and speaking of actually playing games, uh, how's party one? It's doing all right. It's doing good. It's real good. <laughs> yeah. Did you sound less nervous? When you said <laughs> no, it's great. It's awesome. And we just had our one year anniversary, uh, the 26th. 
which actually yeah. means it's very close to the one year anniversary of when I was on here last. Which is yeah, exciting. yeah, brought you on a year later. So that's exciting. Um, no, it's been great. Yeah, we've had some really great stuff. Uh, recorded some really fun games at Metatopia. Uh, I'm really excited. There's some cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Yeah, any any particularly good ones that we need to go back and check out? Um, the most recent episode, as of the time of this, well, I guess last week's episode, as the time when this comes out, yeah. the bite is a real good one. That's a that's a heavy episode. It's intense, <laughs> but it's good. Oh, really? Yeah. So the bite is a game about. It's a two player game about you and another person are trapped in a room. There are zombies on the other side of the room. There is a gun in the middle of the room with a single bullet in it, and one of you may or may not be bitten. <laughs> Whoa! And your this only, sounds awesome. And you're only the only thing you can do is like talk to each other. You mm-hmm. have like conversation prompts on a hand, a deck of like a hand of cards that you've been dealt. One of those cards may or may not say you've been bitten. You don't want to die. So you just have to like talk to each other until one player decides to either destroy the gun shoot the other person or shoot yourself okay huh i mean i feel like it kind of goes against the game to be like yeah i'm bitten i'm gonna shoot myself well i mean but that's the thing though is like but but i guess if you're playing against someone who can make make you love them in in the 20 minutes to kill yourself i don't like this game (laughs) this sounds dangerous oh that was rad that's a rad game i like that you went like the person is so terrible that you kill yourself, and I went that I love the person so much <laughs> that I decide to kill myself to save their life. Either way, I feel like that's at some level that's going to fuck with you, <laughs> so, role playing or not. So it's he- it's heavy. There's, there's a lot a chance of bleed. that neither of you are but are a bit. There is a chance that neither of you are zombies because the way it works is there are the way it works is there are nine cards. Yeah, each person gets four cards. All right, or I think there's ten cards. Either way, not all the cards that are, are in the deck are dealt out. Yeah, so there's so a bite chance could still be in the deck. So there's a chance that neither of you's bitten. Is there a chance that both of you are bitten? No, there's only one bite card. Okay, okay. Did you say that already? Did no, no. Okay, good. So one of dumb. you may or may. So it's a fascinating game that's like ostensibly about zombies, but really about like how you feel about violence and if you would enact violence <laughs> you on yourself talk or someone, someone else. Into shooting themselves. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. If I were to play this game with Will. Ugh. We are two minutes in, and I'm shot. <laughs> That's not true. Because, <laughs> all right, I, I want you to, to put yourself in this mindset, okay? Uh, you've been dealt the cards, and you did not receive a bite, okay? okay. All right, so there, there's a chance. I think I'm more likely to shoot you if I have been bitten. That's That was my next point. <laughs> my next point would be, you have seen that you've been bit. You've already giggled. I'm already on to you. Yeah, and you're I got a skin live. You're going to try to convince me to shoot myself. And you're going to shoot with the gun. It's a great game. I could never play it with I, Will. I love this. I to, love that we'd game. We have to include like physical stats, though, because it would just be me and Noah like, rolling on the floor. <laughs> you you both have grabbed the gun. Well, the, the neat thing is that there's literally a card that says, like, here's the gun. So you can actually like both go for it and fight fight over it. Oh, you physically actually there's grab it? There's an actual gun card. Oh, but you have to grab You have to like grab the oh, card, like so there's that. a solid chance that you both put your hands on it, and you're like, well, what's happening now? Like, what now, do we do now? Now, in real life, we'll be rolling <laughs> Uh, Which is hard to record for a podcast, so I'm going to assume that didn't happen for you. So that game is great. Um, Our one-year anniversary was a party of two. That was exciting. That was uh, myself, Ophidian, and Kate Nix. We played Feng Shui 2. Nice. That was really fun. Feng Shui 2. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you know Feng Shui 2, yeah. No, I know Feng Shui regular. Yeah, they made a sequel. They, like, like, refined it. Now with more Feng Shui. Yeah, but with Feng Shui, it was already perfect. 
No, they took they took the fact that game design was invented in 1996. <laughs> they took the 20 years of like game design that happened, <laughs> and they reapplied it and went, okay, how can we fix this? There so was for, nothing broken with that. Game. Well, there's nothing broken about the game, but there the there were there were improvements that could be made. Case yeah. in point, all of the things, all of the skills in Feng Shui Two, everything in Feng Shui Two is based on fighting. Like your only like numbers are fighting. Mm. See, well, I, no, no, there are. I no. love talking. Well, I'd rather Feng talk Shui had some cool not. And I like well, there those. are skill roles to make, but like every character's like primary stat, all the I guess the attributes. So instead, there's no like strength, intelligence, all of those. So there's still skills, but all of the attributes like strength, intelligence, those are all combat. So it's like martial arts. But what arts. about Everyman Hero's uh, knowledge of Stadium Rock? That was a key part of that class. That's that's what that's what I mean by there's still skill rolls, but like the actual like key things of like you roll this, you add this, are all like you're rolling this, adding martial arts plus your improvised weapon stat. Good, you should check it out. I just I yesterday found six extra supplement books for Feng Shui <laughs> in my closet. I love Feng Shui. Went, I'll never use these. I love Feng Shui and Feng Shui too. I think they're it's it's awesome. Yeah, so that's a great episode. I'd check that out as well. Um what else have I played recently? I played D&D with some 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 dude I don't remember. It was not particularly memorable. Are you, are you making <laughs> nice. fun of me? Is yes, that what exactly. you're doing? Yeah, yeah. Because was... it just came off as hurtful. No, I played with Will recently. That's going to come out whenever Will gets me the audio that he needs to get me. Uh, yep. See that? <laughs> See that? Now it's on audio, and now it's on audio, and he has to do it. Crap. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Give it to him, dude. <laughs> Will you? Nah, probably won't. <laughs> just delete it. Uh, so, so for the folks that that are listening, uh, just so you know, we are currently sitting around uh, our dining room table. Will cannot find a comfortable position. Yeah, so the that, floor hurt my back. So this is why you keep hearing clicking, because Will keeps having to pick up his microphone. So I apologize for that. Hopefully I was able to edit it out. But uh, we like to geek out on this show, and we do it with a segment. We like to call What You Watch and What You Read and What You Play. We talk about what we're watching and what we're reading and what we're playing. Jeff, welcome back to the group. What have you been watching? I've been watching a lot of wrestling. Uh, I've have been watching you a lot of Chikara. Yeah. And a lot of DDT, which is Dramatic Dream Team. Is that what it stands for? I didn't know what Dramatic DDT Dream stood Team, yeah. For. I think they sometimes call it D2T in Japan. It's, no, it's less pleasant. It's less fun. It's less of like a play on wrestling. It's less of yeah, a wrestling DDT is a, is, it's is a wrestling, wrestling thing. Move, yeah. And I think it's also in Bug Spray. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a. Uh, no, not anymore. Not anymore, because it, it was, was found dangerous. to be like highly. It's bad highly... for bird eggs too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Why, why, I remember that. I remember that mystery book I read when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> well, read. <laughs> <laughs> for the folks at home, Jeff did air quotes. Wait, is this a weird Reddit theory you have? No, Fantasy I just read it. <laughs> you want to hear a conspiracy theory? <laughs> I no, I just it. I did it. I pretended to read it. I picked a random passage, made a diorama about it. And... <laughs> oh, I see. Remember when dioramas was the best way to test a kid's skill in reading? <laughs> yeah, dioramas were the shit. <laughs> I, I had a lot of toys as kids. So I was well equipped to set up dioramas. I actually, um, so that yeah, so that's a thing. I, uh, a true story was that I faked it. I, I faked this diorama. Yeah, about yeah. DDT. I read like. Was yeah. it like the truck spraying it on the kids? Oh, Cause God. that used to happen, apparently. It was, I don't remember the name of the book, but it was like a kid trying to solve why, like, the mayor's bird had been killed or something. <laughs> okay. And, like, he's got to try and, like, solve it. 
And I remember literally picking a random passage in the book, reading it, making a diorama about it, and being like, here's the part in this book where this happens. And the thing is, the other kids in the class called me out on it. No, the other Oops. kids in the class like raked me for it. And we're like, you didn't read the book; you picked that at random. <laughs> and I was like, did they snub? Uh-huh. Did they rat you out? They tried to because I had to like, right? <laughs> yeah, how dare they? We'll but, like, stop cursing. But no. like, the teacher was. But here's the thing, though, because I was a smart kid once upon a time. Yeah. The teacher was like, "Nah, Jeff's smart. He definitely read the book." <laughs> yeah, and I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sure you did. Jerks. <laughs> you guys probably didn't read the book. So I've been watching a lot of Chikara, a lot of DDT. Yeah. yeah. Um it, it's great. It's super fun. Where do you watch DDT? Um Jen buys a lot of uh DVDs from them. Uh from like second party sources. Okay, okay. They come. She she'll randomly be like, "Hey Jeff, I spent thirty dollars and bought like twenty five DVDs." All right, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, it's so so randomly she'll be like, "Hey, you want to?" And there's all like they're launching a streaming service, I think, in January, which is be nice because we can actually give them money instead of the people buying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. So we're gonna be watching. So they're have, they're gonna have like a streaming service. All right. Well, t- tell us about like your favorite DDT match. Just, oh, just to give the people at home an idea. So DDT. Um, I'm a, there's a lot of things that I could. I'm going to quickly touch on. DDT, probably a lot of people might know it as the place where Kota Ibushi trained. Yes, yes. Uh, it's also the place where Kenny Omega. classic competitor. It's also, also the place where uh, G1 Climax winner Kenny Omega came to prominence. Yes, yes. It is also the place that said, hey, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, kiss. Yes. Oh, I've I've seen this. Now, yeah, you're, now yeah, you're talking yeah. about something I've seen. It's real good. Yes, I like yes. it a lot. It is a, um, a, a gay couple. Kenny are Omega. officially gay couple or just kind of like I? It's pretty op- like it's pretty open, and they've, mm. they've they they like I, they're called the Golden Lovers. Yeah, and right. so there's not a lot of subtlety there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fan fiction. Ooh. Our pizza is here. All right, ladies and gentemen, this is exciting. Should this I keep talking, or are we going to cut all of this? No, you're gonna keep oh, talking. You I mean, we're gonna not cut any of this. No, I don't okay. know how to edit. So uh, I want that pizza person on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, come on in. <laughs> So, so tell, tell us. Tell us. Um, I know it's really distracting. Now that so the other here. thing that I love that they did was they have. Uh, there's a wrestler. <laughs> Don't you wait to hit for him to leave. So there's a there's a wrestler in there's a wrestler in DDT named Yoshihiko. I'm listening. Who uh, the thing about Yoshihiko is a, they're a long running member of the DDT roster. Okay. They've had very they've had high profile matches with Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, a lot of other people. Um, they've, they're a well-respected member. They've done a lot. They are also a blow-up doll. Huh. Interesting. Um, uh, how <laughs> is my first question? Uh, so the thing is, so my, my favorite, the match that I would specifically recommend is Kota Ibushi versus Yoshihiko for their top title at the main event of one of their biggest shows of the year in the same place where NJPW hosts some of their biggest shows in the year. Which is, Kota Ibushi wrestles a blow-up doll for f- about half an hour. So he's just suplexing himself. Like, flipping backwards and landing on his neck. So they're selling it as if this doll is... It's just They treat it 100% as just like... Because he's got feuds. There are people that he likes and dislikes. He has history with people. See, I would if I had written this, I'd have had it like it's an accident. Like, And it's a male blow-up doll? Yes. Oh, well, okay. it's, a, it's a female blow-up doll, but they call it a man. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. Like it's right. got breasts. So the the okay. doll identifies as a man. Okay. Yes, that's fine. But like, I I would do it like it was just accident. Like 
people would go to they'd be like this is ridiculous I'm not fighting a doll and then they'd get into the ring and they'd like slip on something and then the doll would fall on top of them well and that, this would just keep that happening. happens in DDT a lot let me tell you about a thing called the DDT Iron Man heavy metal oh, weight yeah. title okay everyone Iron should Man, know about this Iron Man heavy metal weight champions in DDT include a bowl of curry okay a ladder a portrait <laughs> a dog and it's all that it's all that type of stuff where it's like Somebody, uh, it's like a referee eats a bowl of curry. Another referee sees him eating the bowl of curry, raises the referee's hand, and is like, you won. You beat the bowl of curry. Oh, wow. That's a good yeah. get for that ref. I, I believe the current champion is uh, Vince McMahon's star on the Walk of Fame. Maybe. It might cha- be. The champion walked up and was like, yep, there it is right here, and he tapped it. Oh, no. And the referee was like, you tapped out. There, are about, stars there are about 35 title changes after that. <laughs> oh, <you>. damn. <laughs> There are a lot of title changes after that, but Vince McMahon's star on the Walk of Fame was a champion at one point. <laughs> I'm not. I haven't been keeping up on the title. Uh, I apologize if we sound like we're eating yeah, pizza. Food time while recording. Well, you better finish that bite quickly, William, because mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you what you've been watching. This was poorly timed. Mm-hmm. What have you been watching there, sir? I have been watching the Netflix original, uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. I have not heard of this. It is out. Uh, it is based on a book. I think just one book. I'm not sure. And okay. it's uh, it's like alternate history, uh, 19th century, like during the Napole- like Napoleon's around. And uh, there is a wizard or a magician, they call him. <laughs> okay. Which I guess magician has a different meaning to English people because I wish they'd stop calling them magicians. Because <laughs> I, I associate hats and... Mirrors and tigers. Yeah, no, this is actually someone and fantasy writing. Yeah, he's not a he's a straight up wizard. Well, this reminds me of one of my favorite movies, which is VHS Viral. Yes, that we watched <laughs> where it was someone who had a magical cloak that gave him magical powers, but only the magical powers of a stage music magician. Yeah, but they were so. He at one point he gets arrested. <laughs> and then they put him in the car, and then the cop that put him in the car was like, "Ah, it's me!" And he's the wizard, and the cops in the car is like, "Oh no, what happened?" Yeah, <laughs> like like he's getting arrested. And he actually looks in the camera and he goes, "Watch closely." <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a fight, and magician fight is my favorite type of fight because they have it in Now You See Me too. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner's real name. Bruce Mark Banner Ru- and Lex Luthor? Yeah. Uh, Mark Ruffalo fights James Franco Jr. And they have a magic fight. And it's the coolest thing ever. I need to see Now You See Me. I, I, I really liked it. I, I've heard really good things. I didn't they watch... a sequel. I watched the last ten minutes. The ten minutes before that, I was not in the room. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's the worst part of the movie, so I didn't see it. <laughs> so I just you, saw the amazing. ending, and I was like, this is a great movie. <laughs> apparently there's some, like dumb car accident crap but i i totally missed all of it so that actually happened to me with a movie um uh the movie was oh gosh whatever i don't um something's gotta give with jack nicholson the romantic comedy with him and no no that's um oh what is that called oh something okay i'm sorry the one i'm thinking of a different i'm thinking of as good as it gets yeah no it's not that one something's gotta give is absolutely that movie it's the one where research department it's the one where he's dating Annie Hall. Right. Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton, thank you. Thank I couldn't remember her name. Um, I turned that movie off thinking that it was over. <laughs> like, I, I was watching it and I was like, 
it got to a point that I thought was the ending of the movie. <laughs> Clearly the or conclusion. I chose. And, like, literally, what happens is, like, the two of them don't end up together. <laughs> but, like, Jack Nicholson's life is improved, and it ends with him standing on a bridge, and he sm- sighs and smiles and looks up, and it pans to a snowy, like, Paris skyline. And I, like, turned it off. <laughs> I said, that was a really good movie, and I turned it off. Cut to months later, I saw it on HBO, and I was like, like, there's stuff after that? Because <laughs> it pans back down, and then they, and I was like, this yeah, Samuel is very- Jackson's there, and he's asking him about the Avengers Initiative. I wish every movie may have ended with... <laughs> Just assembled every person that Disney has the rights to. The end of Finding Dory gets really weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got scuba gear on. Dory, remember how I told you about the Avengers Initiative? No! <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Noah, what have you been watching? I went to a movie theater. What? Yesterday. <laughs> what? What is that? Mm-hmm. Is that like Netflix? Uh, yes, but with a larger screen and with other strangers. <laughs> I sat down and I watched Space Jam because Space oh. Jam was back in theaters. I heard about that. I, oh my god! <laughs> I guess my question is, uh, why? Because it was Space Jam. Come on and slam. Was it as bad? Like, was it? Yeah, I'm legitimately interested in that because I'm. The real reason is I should not be allowed to have a credit card. That is true. Give Thank me, you, Research give me, Department. Give me, give me your reaction to Space Jam as an adult. I can't believe that this movie exists. It is like. The, the moral of that story is Michael Jordan is such a great basketball player that if you took the five best basketball players in the world. Made them into superhuman giants. <laughs> he could still beat them with a team of birds and rabbits. Michael Jordan is a god, and we should worship him as such. That like, do that you is- remember? Do you remember what Michael Jordan's last words in Space Jam are? Because I do, and they are amazing. I, I think it's. Let's find out. I believe. I- oh, that's- no, it's- no. Can I go now? <laughs> if you wanted to know the level of it, like. The level of investment Michael Jordan has in Space Jam. Are they really? Can I go now? It's, can I go now? Because they like start doing Looney Tunes stuff, and he's just like looks at the camera, and he's like, "Can I go now?" And then it cuts to credits. Not true. He has a sequence where no. a spaceship flies in, and he comes into his minor league baseball game with a surprisingly high budget entrance, and and no one finds it weird. Oh, that's right. I forgot that there's other things. That... Yeah, well, and Newman's they... like, "This is cool." Jeff turned the mute movie off. This is a problem he has. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, there's a whole scene where he returns the talent to all his basketball players, and then the basketball players say something like, "Don't bother him. Don't bother the baseball player. He, we're, he's a baseball player now. Like baseball players are the scum of the earth." <laughs> Well, yeah, compared to other a- any other athlete. Yeah. So, other so, adult thoughts. So says Sir Charles Barkley. Soundtrack holds up. Soundtrack's real I mean, good. I mean, to Still be fair, there are not a lot of other sports that, that you're encouraged to, like, use nicotine during. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, baseball's the only sport that, if you look at any sport from, like, the 1920s, everybody's, there's a lot of, like, chubby dudes, and you probably don't really need to be in that great shape to do sports, apparently. Mm-hmm. And the other sports, now these people are in, like, optimal physical human condition. Mm-hmm. Baseball has not reached that. No. no. You can still just be, like, a dad and play baseball. That is true. That's a good point. 
It's up there with like bowling and yeah, uh, and golf. Those guys are athletes. Those guys, by by rules of golf, have to walk the course and cannot use a golf cart. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, it's a lot of walking. It's (laughs) it's almost like soccer level. They do have a a person to carry their bag. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's that's heavy. Are you crazy? Too much. So, Jeff, what you reading? Uh, I'm reading. Uh, I've been on a big Steve Orlando comics kick lately. I've been reading the thing that I'm currently reading that I have to read when I get home because I've been putting it off is the latest issue of uh, Apollo and Midnighter. Don't know that. Oh, it's great. Um, So Apollo and Midnighter were Wildstorm characters from the 90s. Wildstorm being an imprint of, I think, Image or DC. Like, if you know the authority, and Apollo and Midnighter are gay Batman and Superman. They're just Superman and Batman, but they're gay, and they're in a relationship. Okay. So... (laughs) DC brought them back, I think, last year, maybe two, maybe the end of 2014. They brought them back in a Midnighter series where the two of them had broken up, and they had been, in a, they'd been a couple for, like, since their inception. They had a, and th- that series was amazing. So they just brought them back, and then they, by the end of it, spoiler alert, but they get back together because it's a beautiful, romantic... <laughs> That's awesome, though. It's a beautiful romance story. Uh, yeah, so they get back together, and then the new series is Apollo and Midnighter. And it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Well, Apollo's the sun god, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like a sun dude. Apollo's like a sun god guy, and Midnighter is... A moon guy? uh, He is programmed by, like, uh, basically, like, government scientists. To be the worst kind of scientist. Yeah, right? (laughs) To be basically the greatest fighter imaginable. So his brain can like predict things as that are about to happen basically like he runs through millions of simulations Nicholas Cage is next yeah so basically he tells you he tells you before a fight his catchphrase is I've already won this fight before we've started and his whole thing and so his whole thing mouthful of a catchphrase yeah it's a little rough so his whole thing is like trying to be a good guy despite the fact that he is a trained murder machine gotcha it's real good gotcha not fun to play chess with no I was so (laughs) Got it. Cool. How about you, William? So, I I picked up a book. It is called uh, Wolf by Wolf. So it's written by Wolf? Yeah, it's, it's about Wolves by Wolves. All right, cool. Really, I have no business reading this book. <laughs> it's some sort Why? of appropriation. Yeah, I feel like, you're, feel like this is, you're stepping on some toes here. <laughs> some paws. Yeah, well, they have toes, I think. Okay, okay. okay. I don't know. I hope, I'm hoping this book will clear that up. <laughs> it, it is... It's very uh, young adulty, cool, and I'm I'm very interested in. I haven't I've barely started it, but the idea is that it's an alternate history. It's like the fifties. The Nazis won World War Two, uh, whatever one they were, <laughs> and they won a different war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they won the, the Nazis won they the French and Indian War. How did they do that? What a twist! <laughs> they went back and won the Napoleonic Wars. We do. We did not see that coming. No. And there's a trans-continental uh, motorcycle race from Europe through Asia to Japan. Cool. And the winner to gets... To Japan? Yeah, well, to, I island? imagine to Manchuria, and then... Okay. You know, you get a boat to Japan. Okay. Uh, and the winner gets to meet Hitler, and the this the protagonist is a person whose family was wiped out by during the Holocaust, so she's going to kill Hitler. This is the plot of Death Race. There's the plot of Twisted Metal as well. Yeah. 
Well, Death Race came out before Twisted Metal. It did. I believe okay. Death Race invented this, but I could be wrong. I think wrong. so. I believe so. And so, and so I'm hung up on that, and I'm hung up on the this this idea that uh, Hitler matters after they win the war. Because if you, if historically speaking, he kept them from winning World War Two. Okay. Uh, that's why I like Red Alert Two, or not Red Alert Two, Red Alert Command and Conquer Red Alert, because they yep. go back in time and kill Hitler. And super not our super communists rule the world <laughs> because Hitler They're was like, a bad man. Strategist. We should have not with that guy. <laughs> Whoops! We should have left him in place. So it's called Wolf by Wolf. Yes. Why is that the title? Oh, she, well, she's the main character is also a shapeshifter that can turn into a wolf. <laughs> For real? <laughs> it's yet to come up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's mostly been motorcycle riding, <laughs> and it's really hard to do that as a wolf. So that's actually yeah. how it's introduced in the book. That was actually uh, a quote. <laughs> yeah. You can't see it because we're on a podcast, but Will actually had the book in front of him, and he read the sentence. Yeah, that's how that it's all this. It's like she goes, she shakes Hitler's hand, uh, then she uses fangs to rip his throat out. Like what? Oh, yeah, she turns into a wolf. Oh, the last the last <laughs> sentence of the book is also also I was a shapeshifter that could turn into the wolf. Uh, the end. I guess it wouldn't have come Question up. And why would she share that information with me? She knows she's a shapeshifter. She doesn't have to say it. I'm excited to hear more of your opinion on this book as you continue. Uh, I read uh, How to Talk to Women at Parties. Ooh, that's a problem. Okay, I'm listening. It was a comic book based off of the short story by Neil Gaiman. Okay. And uh, it's about these two guys that go to a party. Mm-hmm. And uh, I relate to this so far. Yeah, yeah. Vic, Vic is a ladies' man. He knows how to talk to women at parties. Nah, I but don't like Earn? this character. I think his name was Earn. E-R-R. Earn? I have no idea. R R? Yeah. Err. He's not very good at talking to, to women at parties, as it turns out. I find this relatable. Go on. So uh, they're going to uh, Allison's party. Allison's not there. Uh, but How is it her party? Uh, Allison invited them. So they're, mm. they're in there, and uh, Vic makes this connection with uh, this woman and just keeps telling Ern. To uh, talk to other women. Uh, and the women at the party are kind of off. Uh, he's not very good at talking to women. He's like, so uh, are you from here? And she's like, no. This is my first time on this planet. That's an off thing to say. Ooh. And like. Did, did she say that? <laughs> I believe that's. Ooh. Also, I'm a shapeshifter. I turned into a wolf. I killed Hitler. <laughs> but it like. She, the, all the women he talks to basically talk nonsense they're just like you know i didn't want to be here but you know dancing is illegal blah 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 you know all this weird stuff and the whole time you're like man i don't understand what's happening but this is gonna get good you can tell that this is gonna get real good and then uh vic and the girl go upstairs and you're like "Uh uh-oh something's gonna happen and the woman turns into a wolf and kills vic something's gonna happen and then uh, His name was Vickler. this girl <laughs> named Toilette shows up and uh, she's a poem and she's trying to explain that she is a poem. And as she is whispering uh, in Ern's ear, Vic runs down the steps terrified because uh, it turns out that the girl he was with was a galaxy. Uh, That's a lot to handle. And there. then they run outside and cry. Uh, and then the comic book ends. And I was like, oh, kind of thought this was going to go somewhere. 
And nope, just read some gibberish for an hour. <laughs> All right, <Huh>. then. <laughs> mm. So what does it say about me that I'm like, I want to read this now? <laughs> well, I'm a psycho. So I, I immediately was like, wow, I didn't understand this. Probably should read this again. Like, I, I never am that guy that's like, well, this obviously isn't for me. I should put it away. It's like, no, I didn't enjoy this, so I must force myself to just in, just digest it more and more until I figure it out and enjoy it. Uh, I haven't done that yet. But uh, the art was really interesting. It was very interestingly drawn, uh, like kind of like bleeding watercolors huh. is the best way to describe it. Uh, it was it was a, it was worth an hour of my time, but I right. uh, did not get it at all. Neil Gaiman's name was on it, so I read it. Uh, so that brings me down uh, to you again, Jeff. What you playing? I know uh, you just went to Metatopia. I did just go to Metatopia and played a lot of wonderful, wonderful games at Metatopia. Uh, it was the best. What a good weekend that was. Mm-hmm. What a great weekend. We play tested a lot of really cool, uh, fascinating things. Um, some of my favorites was a friend of mine, Brandon, is playtesting a game based on telenovelas called Pasión de los Pasiones. Okay. That was okay. really fun. Um, I got to play El Jefe, so I was an evil boss with a big military jacket and eye patch. El Jefe. And I was shooting people. Cool. Why were you shooting people? Because I was evil. All right. Because he was El Jefe. My minion failed me, so I just shot him. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Because the cool thing about the game is that you're playing the actors in a telenovela. You're playing the characters in a telenovela, but you're also playing the Latina family watching the telenovela from home. Okay, I love this already. So, like, as scenes are happening that you're not in, you're supposed to be reacting to them as people in the family. Cool. So, El Jefe is supposed to be eliciting the reaction of, like, Abuela gasps in horror at what at <laughs> yeah. the evil thing that El Jefe has done. So every time I'm there, laughs are cheap. I'm going for gasps. <laughs> so I'm just shooting people, and I'm like holding a smoking gun, being like, "Yes, I am evil." <laughs> See, that, that sounds awesome. hilarious to me. I... Yeah, that was super fun. There's a game called uh, Satanic Panic that I played that was super super fun. Good. I love That's rhyming. Good name. Good, good uh, name. Great the band game. name. Oh my god, do you guys want to be Satanic Panic? I have a whole list of band names <laughs> that are great. So the the premise of that one is it's 1980. Saying we have options, we start a band and we want to change the name. You got to have options. All right, okay. It's 1980 something, and everything that they've said about tabletop games is true. Ooh, I like that. So you play government agents who have to go to go into towns, bust up tabletop rings. Kill the kids that are doing I it. I think you just oh wrote Stranger Things season two. This is I almost so. a thing that, like, I I jokingly said that that was. <laughs> it's like, oh, is it about tabletop games? Now it brings you in with the devil, and it is. It was that great, beyond oh. awesome. So there was a lot. I played a lot of fun games in Metatopia. Um, what if Stranger Things season two is another group of kids playing Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> another weird thing happens, and now. We'll stop cursing. I can't. Thank you. I got you. Thank you. And I don't know Punchy McLaw Dog's name, and people listening to the podcast don't know that that's what I call that character. <laughs> no, they know. We've talked about oh, character right, cool. things almost every episode of this podcast. Yeah, so Punchy yeah, McLaw Dog like just goes from in... town to town finding Dungeons and Dragons groups and breaking them I up. I would love this. Because they are summoning monsters. I'd also... Love to know the person that has watched Stranger Things and has wondered, I wonder which character is Punchy McLawdog. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Who could that possibly refer to? Is it Barb? I bet it's I Barb. Bet it's, I bet it's that. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm so glad she's dead. <laughs> and then, real briefly, I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter 4 because I'm boycotting Street Fighter 5. And do you want to know why I'm boycotting? No, of course we're I do. moving on. Of course I do. 
No Dan, no sale. No what? Dan, There's no, no Dan? Sale. There's, There's no, no Dan, Dan in 2005. Oh, I'm so mad that I can't curse anymore. <laughs> yeah, no Dan, no sale. So I'm playing Street Fighter 4 so I can play Dan. That makes sense. Maybe he's gonna be I thought DLC. he was a hidden character, and then when They've I found out they announced a year of DLC, upset. and there's still no, no Dan. Dan. No Dan. Why? Well, what's the the final guy's name in five? Kyle. Kyle, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's some guy named Kyle. He's a walking magic eight ball. It's so dumb. And that be- is very that dumb. Be- before Dan. <laughs> That's so. I'm so. I was real. I'm real. I'm still real mad. I'm, I'm mad too. <laughs> yeah, as you should. Be. I don't play Street Fighter. Uh, so William, what have, what have you been playing? Have uh, you played anything for twenty five hours straight? Uh, mm. or, or you can talk about something else. It's up to you. I forgot that we uh, played 25 hours of games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got hustled in a Halo game I didn't understand. Yep, that certainly happened. <laughs> um, I played Bushido Blade, and I'm glad yeah. I'm still good at it. But I've never played Bushido Blade, it's and it is cool such game. a fun game. It's a fighting game where you have I, one HP. I played the demo of it and loved it, but I never actually got the full game. I I played that same demo that came with my PlayStation magazine yes, subscription, yes. Yep. and then I went to, not GameStop, Funko Land, Funko Land, and I bought a used version, and that was nice. all my money. <laughs> uh, is that your turn? Anything else you want to bring up? I don't know. You forced me to bring We played you a lot of games. To. You don't have to. Uh, short on time I was already. bad at a lot of them. Yeah. I don't know uh, why we'll put all that stuff up on the internet sometime. Yeah, all that you stuff guys. is online. Uh, I highly recommend, because I got to play for the first time, uh, Nidhogg. Oh, yeah. We can oh, watch. my God. I love Nidhogg. You Nidhogg is the greatest no game. Praise him. <laughs> I had no idea. Yo. It was so much fun. Can Nidhogg, we play Nidhogg right now, though? I, I currently do not own it. Oh I will God. download it if I have to. Uh, because Nidhogg is uh, it's Atari graphics. It's Atari, yeah. You have a sword. Mm-hmm. So does your opponent. Stab him and run past him, or throw it at him. And you I didn't throw it at him. You could also snap their neck. Yeah, and steal their spine. Yeah, spine sword. You could also just punch them, <laughs> throw them down pits. I had never played it before. I'd seen it, and I was like, talks about how it's such a great game. I was like, well, this doesn't look like much. Ah, so complex. No, it's amazing. I love so it. So much fun. Just the hiding behind doors, like so, so much fun. So if you check out our uh, our stream, it's all on YouTube. It's all currently poorly uh, labeled. Most of it is labeled as Family Feud. It is not all Family Feud. Uh, I wish it were, though. Hey, a Family Feud. Fun as hell. That is a great Still game. Still fun. Still what fun system game. was that for? That was for the NES. We played NES Family Feud. It's a great game. I, 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 I wish... Uh, now, I think hearing, hearing you say Family Feud for the <laughs> NES makes me wish that I had sponsored an hour after all, because I know the exact game <laughs> that I would have forced you to play. What would that have been? Uh, that would have been a game called Quiz and Dragons. I've never... Oh, wait, Quiz and Dragons. Is that the game we played at the bar? <laughs> That's the game we played at the bar. Uh, yeah, it was a... Dungeon- you guys went to a bar. We went to a bar that was it was train-themed. <laughs> and uh, they had an arcade machine uh, that was a U-Bond, Dungeons yeah, and Dragons... Center City. Quizzo game. Oh, I'd be awesome at this, I From think. From 1992. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Sounds like so it's like, changed a whole so lot. So, like, a lot of the answers are real specifically, like... like are those rule stuff? No, like pop culture things from 1992. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, the, it was very leniently about Dungeons & Dragons. Like, there was a dragon that we were going to reach, but we didn't have enough credits. Yeah. So we never got to him. <laughs> we need to play that again. That was way too fun. I love that game. What were the, U-Bar, is that what U-Bon. U-Bon. Center City. U-Bon. That's one of my favorite. It's a great bar. I actually, they have some really great, they do good beers. Yeah, and they have, they have Mortal Kombat. They have, Mortal, they have a whole SNK. They have one of the SNK, like, multi- 
console Ooh. arcade machines mm-hmm. where you just flip between like 55. That's where he found Quiz and Dragons because it's just buried in the middle of <laughs> yeah. like, it's time like, to play Quiz and Dragons. There's like seven King of Fighters and then Quiz of Dragons, and you're like, that's Gee, that's, yes. that's what we're More playing. Speed. Uh, so uh, Dungeon Dragons and Jumbawamba. We end all of our podcasts with a game. Uh, it's time for host versus guest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, because we always involve an audience member, I always want to play a game that's like very fair and very like <laughs> <What's> that, <laughs> like very much well, stop so cursing. <laughs> it very much like a, a a very clear, definitive winner with correct answers and stuff like that. We're not going to do that. This yeah. Time. Yeah. Uh, I I've always wanted to play the meta game. Uh, but it didn't get here in time, so I had to like make it myself. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a debate topic All right. about a video game. Uh, you don't get to choose what video game you're going to debate with. Though. Okay. You're going to give me a number between 1 and 100, and I'm going to assign you the game. a lot of numbers. And uh, whoever does the best arguing in my eyes will get a point. <laughs> uh, so as I pull I'm up the list. very mad Jeff didn't bring a prize. <laughs> Did you bring a prize, Will? I got my car. Got right. I'm sure stuff. you both have stuff in <laughs> your car. You, are you wagering your car? Yeah, all right. Let's do this. <laughs> all right, we're doing it for pink slips. Let's go. <laughs> all right. This is for slips. I do frequently live my life one quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Somebody raise a handkerchief and drop it. <laughs> so uh, we're going to do what is the scariest game of all time for our first round here. Uh, Will, give me a number between 1 and 100. 30. Number 30. Uh, you will be set, you will be debating on behalf of Mega Man Two. All right, as mm. the scariest game of all time. Okay. Uh, well, give me a number, Jeff. Sixty nine. <laughs> 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 you will be uh, arguing on behalf of Animal Crossing. All right. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this is not fair. Uh, will because you keep cursing and <laughs> driving me insane. I'm going to make you go first. You have one minute. Go. Uh, I, well, first off. Mega Man takes place during a horrible robot war where if I believe the scroll from Mega Man 10, the only Mega Man game I've ever played, uh, <laughs> there's a there's like thousands, millions of dead people that come, like, I played this whole game, and it scrolls across, and like, this is in memory of everyone that died in the war. I was like, there is a war. Uh, so death is scary, so that's already there. Mega Man's not a man, despite that name. They are... Uh, uh, Humanoid robots, cyborg. I believe yeah. is the word you want. No, he's a he's a straight up robot. He's not a people. Okay, cyborgs Excuse are me. part people. Mega Man. One, it's an affront to God. Okay, because they've taken human form. All right, uh, blasphemy is scary. <laughs> very, very scary. Uh, Agreed. Uh, Agreed. And he's just he's yeah. Ten seconds. He's a, he's a war machine, and he's, he'll kill he'll kill you. All right, Jeff, your rebuttal. All right. So Animal Crossing. Here's what's scary about Animal Crossing. Yes, please. Animal Crossing deals with maybe the scariest thing of all of the terrors that you have in the back of your mind. Animal Crossing addresses head on the scariest of them all, and that is adulthood. Ooh, all right, all right. You have to pay bills. You have to deal with landlords. You have to, like, manage your garden. All right. All right. <laughs> you have to. There, you get bugs in your house, and then you just have to deal with bugs in your house. And you talk to your landlord, and he's like, "I don't know. You fix it. It's your house." And it's like, "No, it's your house. It's your house, Tom Nook." <laughs> Why I am paying you bills? You come take these bugs out. 
adulthood is the scariest thing in the world. All right, I'm going to, since he also ended perfectly on a minute, I'm going to have to give the point to Jeff there's on a, that one. a better argument. I'm that was gonna... good. Uh, we're going to now do uh, the game that you will lose your friends over. A game that you will lose friends I over. just got to be friends with Jeff. Uh, Jeff, uh, give me a number. 69. Now, now you have to pick oh. a different number, oh, please. I, oh, I thought that there was a different, no. I thought there was a different list of No, games. no, I don't have another list of 100 games. 96. 96, all the way at the bottom. Oh, you picked Mega Man X. All right. <laughs> <laughs> As a game you will lose friends over. Will, give me a number. Seven. Number seven, all the way at the top. Yeah. I like uh, how we're making and it's, yeah. it's Kingdom Hearts. So, Jeff, we're going to start with you since you got the last point. Uh, why do you lose friends over Mega Man X? So here's the thing about Mega Man X. Yeah? It is possible in Mega Man X to do a Hadouken. Theoretically. <laughs> this is true. People have said that. Oh, you can do it. Yeah, see? <laughs> but the arguments that you will get into as you are, have friends gathered around your television, okay. as you are trying to execute the Hadouken on that terrible SNES controller... <laughs> You're gonna lose friends. They're gonna like because like the embarrassment that you're gonna feel when you're like, oh no, he's just, now I'm sliding. I slid now. Oh god. Oh god. Now I'm sliding off a cliff. I died. I died. The game is over. I can't do it. I can't do the Hadouken. All right. Interesting argument. Uh, Will your your rebuttal? Uh, it's a very emotional game, and that that's already dangerous with your. He's talking about Kingdom Hearts. I'm talking about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Could have been talking about anything. Uh, <laughs> And there's just there's a lot of controversy in there. Like one, uh, a, a character from one of my favorite games, Waka, is in there from Final Fantasy X. Yes, uh, and he says uh, Titus wrong. And there are people that uh, incorrectly think that he's saying it right, and I hate them. And I'm never going to talk to those people again. It's not Titus. That's not a name. That's not a way you say that. Right. Uh, there's probably some other stuff that's happening. Kingdom Hearts. I, I maybe got probably. To, I maybe got to that first Disney Disney Town in the beginning, and then I stopped playing. Uh, <laughs> That's disappointing. Uh, Riku is that his name? That yeah, kid, that yeah, kid's got a it. sad backstory, and maybe your friends will kill themselves, and that's losing them too in a different way. I'm I'm gonna give it to Will, but only by like a tiny amount, especially since it is Titus and he's wrong. No, it is not. There's a commercial where he said where they say his name is Titus. So if it was on TV, it makes it right. If yeah, if the creators of the, I'm so the game sick created of that being an argument. All right then. Well, see as we as we lose our friendship, <laughs> I have to give the point to Will, uh, and we're going to do uh, the game that should be deleted from existence. All right, game that should be deleted from existence. Here, give me a number. Here's hoping for one that I've played. All right, I, like, do you want me, give uh, me a number. Uh. 42. 42, the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's Candy Crush. Okay. Candy Crush. Jeff, pick a number. Six. Number six. D9. <laughs> nope, nope, yes. it's just number six. Oh, this is going to be a good debate. It's Mario Party. All right. Oh, that would have been a better one than that <laughs> other one. So, Will, why should Candy Crush be deleted from the planet Earth? Well, I don't know. Maybe because just there would be a million other options. It would be meaningless if it was gone. Because I could just play Soda Crush or anything other Crush or Flappy Bird. I assume that's the same garbage too. It doesn't look. I played. I played Soda Crush because it didn't matter which one you play, and it was fun and it wasted time. But it added nothing to my life and it took up space on my phone. It's. I I phone Fist games are games. Red. I know. 
Phone games, because I'm getting into a thing I actually care about. Phone <laughs> games are games, and I respect that. Candy Crush is not a game. It doesn't. You don't do anything. It's stupid. It's not. You could just play any of them. It'd be meaningless if it was gone. All right. Interesting. Uh, Jeff, why should we uh, delete Mario Party? I feel like humanity would be better if we got rid of Mario Party. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I say this because I know the things that I have said <laughs> while playing Mario Party. I know the things I have said to friends of mine while playing Mario Party. Mm-hmm. I know the things I have thought about friends of mine <laughs> playing Mario Party. I can only assume those that that maps out to the rest of us all playing Mario Party. It is a device that unearths our deepest vile hatred towards one another and codifies it into a little game with little mini games that we all just like scream at each other because oh guess what? I dodged the lava and I I kind of bumped you and you <laughs> fell into the lava and now you're going to yell at me for an hour. For an hour you're going to yell at me and you're not going to talk to me for 2 days. If we delete Mario Party, everyone's lives are better. We come together as people. Uh, Will is agreeing too much for me not to give no, you a point right. for that one. Should point to Jeff. Uh, we'll play to three. So, so, Jeff, this is game point for you, and we're going to do what game has the best story of all, right. all time? Real I wish I had story of all time. Uh, g- give me a number, Jeffrey. So I picked six last time, so yes. now I'm going to pick nine. Nice, pick nine, nice. pick nine, and it's Oregon Trail. All right. <sighs> <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's What's the, right the best answer. story of all, oh, all right. time? What do you give us the best story of all time? Well, <sighs> I'm going to go with number 100. Nope. Ooh. Yeah, I tricked you. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Uh, uh, and it's Donkey Kong. Okay. All right. Uh, Jeff, t- explain to me how the best story of all time is Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail is, is not just the story of a family of wagon riders with names like Dick and Butt <laughs> and the name of my third grade English teacher. <laughs> it is the story of America. Dick and Dick. It is the story of a, uh, it is the story of triumph over adversity. It is the story of survival. It is the story of, of heroism. It is the story of family. And it is a story about a group of people coming together. We all have our individual skills. Some of us are farmers. Some of us are bankers. Some of us are teachers. Those are all three of the options that we can be. But all of us are in one of those those boxes. But we come together with our boxes of ammo. And guess what? We can kill all of those oxen. We can take back 200 pounds of meat. No, you can't. Oh, my God. And, and guess and, and God willing... We can survive the Dallas Rapids <laughs> and shortcut our way to Oregon. Uh, so, so Will, okay. how, how is Donkey Kong? This is the original Donkey Kong. Yeah, what, was, what is the, oh, the greatest story it. of all time? All right. I crafted this more around Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you cannot address the fact that his coconut gun fires and spurts. No. Oh, God, that was a big part of it, too. All right. Uh, Donkey Kong is an everyman. I'll shoehorn this in here. Uh, <laughs> he wears a tie. He's, he's a working class guy. Uh, he works. He works in a factory. He's represent. Uh, that's why there's all that garbage. Okay, it looks like a factory. All right, all right. Uh, some What's sort it? of barrel making factory, a, 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 a staple of American livelihood. And then an Italian immigrant comes in and tries to kill him and steal his his girlfriend. Okay. And destroy the factory because everything falls apart when you get up there. And so it's a metaphor about uh, uh, immigration. <laughs> and the threat of Italians to working class people. 
Um, I think some of your facts are wrong. <laughs> no. Also, also, I'm gonna actually jump in. Uh, I got Will's back on this. Thank also, you. Donkey Kong is a shapeshifter that turns into a wolf. <laughs> yeah, he's killed Hitler. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to give the point to Jeff on this one. I'm sorry. I finally won a game. And that uh, makes Jeff our winner. He wins Will's car. Congratulations. Make getting home real hard. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, you can walk. <laughs> I can't even drive your car back because I have to drive my car back. <laughs> it's just going to sit out there. Uh, you know drive stick shift? Nope. Enjoy. Uh, Jeff, you guys need to get out of here So, because <laughs> I live here. Um what do you want to plug? Um, I'll plug Party of One at SoundCloud.com slash Party of One Podcast. Party of One Pod on Twitter. All My Fantasy Children at Twitter handle AMFC underscore podcast and SoundCloud.com slash All My Fantasy Children. Fantastic. Will, anything to add? <sighs> All right. That's Be fine. sure to give us five stars on iTunes. Five stars on Stitcher. Vote for us on PodcastLand.com. It's the podcast of the month. You can also listen to, to us on Wildfire Radio. Maybe. There's now an issue with that. I don't know what's going on. What? But yeah, That's I, exciting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I messaged him, and he was like, yeah, you're on the schedule. I was like, when? He's like, I'll get back to you. So, I don't know. Me- message your Wildfire radio, radio representative and ask why Plus Two Comedy's not playing. But also, we are currently working on finding a new location for uh, the podcast. We, we've hit up a few stores. So, hopefully, this will be the last time we do this from my living room. Uh, maybe it won't be. Who knows? Yeah, or if you have a, a nice home that you'd like to invite us yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I say we offer up as a roaming podcast that can go to I people's really homes. like that idea. Hmm? Yeah, let's go to people's here's, homes. Here's what you do. What do you we do, do Jeff? You do a transcontinental <laughs> podcast tour from coast to coast. Ooh, and we do, we, we do like an Airbnb, and people invite us into their homes, and, and we stay there. And when you get to the end of the country, you turn into a wolf and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. That sounds like the best thing we could possibly do. And uh, as always, we'd like to thank Ben Affleck for making the show possible and running over Will with a forklift. This is the Blessed Two County Podcast! Yay! Just, uh, just pandering. <laughs>